let's let's dive in. Let's uh, let's hear hear what's going on. All right. Did you do you want to say that, Mark? Yeah. So I mean, I think we contacted you about a month ago. Um, at the time, the um, main issue between um, kind of Maddie and myself was kind of on different wavelengths with respect to having kids. Um, Maddie is kind of looking to have kids uh, quite imminently. Soon, yeah. Uh, I kind of don't feel like I. I feel like it's a bit too much responsibility on me. Um, uh, and we kind of had, um, you know, issue, issues on that. And, um, yeah, situation got very bad four weeks ago when I was on holiday. Um, I did something very bad. I, um, I cheated on Maddie with, with, an, with, with another girl. Um, and, um, just to put it all out there, I, um, I also didn't tell her when I got back that I cheated, that I cheated on her and she, um, she found out. Um, when she, you know, saw some messages on my phone, so the the situation has got, um, yeah, quite, 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 worse. quite worse. Um, oh, and that that happened since you sent the email. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, I wish I'd taken the call sooner. Oh, yeah, right. that, no, no, no. That happened like it's my fault. I cheated <laughs> on Maddie. Sorry, that's not what I'm saying. I feel it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all, it's all my fault. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. So I found. Well, out. partly the the other woman's fault too. But anyway, we won't quibble about the free will aspect of it. Uh, why don't you keep going, and I'll keep listening. So I found out ten days ago now. Um, since then, like Mark and I've been talking a lot. Pretty much, um, we're kind of at least on a trial separation. I was just like, I can't, I can't work through this with him in the position of being his girlfriend. Still, that that hurt me. Um, mm-hmm. obviously far too much. Yeah. Um, and we, we also, maybe important for you to know, we, we live together, so we're in, we're we're in the same stuck, flat. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, cheating is obviously extremely bad. It, it's mm. been quite amicable between us. I mean, there have been a lot of strong emotions. There's been a bit of violence as well. Um, oh we, but we've, we've kind of went through it. I mean, I, would, I thought it was going to be worse. But, um, but yeah, the problem is still there. Um, yeah, what else can I say? Yeah, um, we've talked a lot about the potential issues behind it. Like, like Mark, both actually my father cheated and Marco's father was a big cheat and I think basically still cheats yep. to this day. Um, yep. He's got, like, he's surrounded by, like, a, just a, not a very nice environment. And when he came back, like, I was shocked because he, he was on holiday um, and I obviously couldn't go because I had to work. He's, like, in between, in between jobs, so I, I just couldn't join him. And um, when he came back, it, it, he just turned. He like it was, he was a different person, and I was like shocked. And I, I actually like the main person I talked to about these things is actually my uncle. And I actually like talked to my uncle. I was like, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to split with him. He's just he's completely he's a completely different person. I, I like mm-hmm. um, just extremely cold and really like violently blaming me for all these uh, inconsequential things like not closing the drawers or. Um, well, when somebody is chronically irritated, a lot of times they're looking for something to blame. Well, yeah, to vent to, uh, and also if you feel terribly guilty, then you often want to make it the other person's fault as to why you're in a bad mood. Anyway, we, we know all of this stuff, but go on. Yeah. Yeah. He was like texting me saying you're ruining, ruining, like, cause we had to deal with, um, a bad ex landlord. Um, and there's like complications around that. And he's like texting me saying you're ruining our reputation and hmm. all this kind of just, I was just like, oh my, like I, like it seemed it was insane. I was just like, I, I don't, 
even understand exactly where it's coming from. And at the same time, he thought he might like there's lots of things all at once. When he came back, he thought he might have had like melanoma because he, he's got mole issues and um, something came up and we got that test. He doesn't now, but like I at the time thought it was just stress from potential uh, cancer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that can be a that can be a little. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, oh, I'll just he'll he'll probably come down and and he did and it got kind of better and then I and then of course like just after Christmas I found out. And what was the steps to finding out? I I just opened his phone and there was a message from the girl. That that was and what that did was the message that, say? Um it was various like things like banter like oh um she wants to be in his arms again that kind of thing it happened over three nights marco told me um i confronted him right away i was like what is this i was extremely angry obviously um and at first he's like oh yeah it's bad um we just kissed kind of thing and then i was like really and he's like oh okay we had sex and then and then i pushed it further and obviously they had sex three times over three nights um and yeah, and I was I was very emotional. I, I threw lots of stuff around the house, and yeah. Yeah, and I'm so sorry. I mean, I yeah. I'm so sorry about this. Is this truly heartbreaking? And it is a a stain right upon the, the man's character that is going to stick, right? I mean, this is mm-hmm. so. Like, I'm re- and and of course the the relationship as a whole. I'm really really sorry. I mean infidelity is such a an entanglement particularly of course if you're living together so i'm really really sorry that this came to pass and and one thing i did want to double check on is you had made mention of violence between you uh, could you tell me a bit about that i hit i've hit marco um i hit him on the arm a couple of times and i threw a cold cup of tea at him <laughs> that's the that's... contents or the cup no, not a cup. No, no. I mean, I, I, that's a significant difference in terms of yeah, potential yeah, injury. So, okay. So, so I mean, it's it's not like you guys are dangling each other off bridges or anything. Right? No, no, I just no, no, no. punched. Like I was just, I just punched. I like, I didn't even. I probably did hurt you a little bit, but no, it was, it was, it was nothing, like, nothing too bad, was, nothing too bad. Okay, yeah. okay. I just wanted to check that. Uh, you know, I'm not going to hear sirens in the background because you know no, I did have a guy, I did have a guy arrested once during the course of a. Uh, a call. Yeah. I'd really prefer that not to happen again. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now, tell me a little bit, of, if you could, about the circumstances of the vacation. Yeah. So I think, as as Maddie mentioned, it was you know between between two jobs. Um, had two weeks off. Uh, went with a friend or maybe acquaintance is a better 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 way to describe him. Uh, we went to to Thailand and Vietnam. Um, he's. Uh, he's single himself. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not blaming anyone. Um, I actually don't like him now. He encouraged I mean, Marco to basically yeah, cheat on me. I mean, what? Ha- what? I mean, it's, all, it's all my fault. It's all my fault. No, I'm no, not- no. I, I get the mantle of, of blame thing. You don't have to keep telling me that. I, I get that. But yeah. you had a friend. So, so you're, you're, you're white, right? Say so, yeah, I'm white. Yeah. Okay, just you sound you sound kind of white. Uh, but you know, I don't like to prejudge. You know, it could could be any number of things, right? Uh, also, with the excessive self blaming. But your friend and you went to Vietnam and Thailand, and as far as I understand it, white guys are somewhat prized there. And he was encouraging you to have an affair. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty he much. Was... No, no, no. We have to be precise to these calls. I don't know what pretty much means. 
Yeah, I mean, well, he was going there for that reason. I mean, you know, to, to meet girls and, you know, to, to have fun. And, um, you know, yeah, when we went out for drinks, for example, he, you know, he, he would say, yeah, you should you should go up to that girl, speak to her and, um, you know, see what happens. Um, you know, he, he's aware about Madison. What, what the uh, hell? Yeah. I mean, um, seriously, what is his major malfunction that he's in there trying to destroy your life? Knowing that you have a committed long-term relationship, a monogamous committed long-term relationship, well, A, why are you going on a sex tour of uh, Vietnam and Thailand, and B, why is he encouraging you to destroy your life, or at least potentially? Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, I... I don't like blaming anyone because I'm, you know, I'm the sole responsible. But, um, you know, we, we've talked. People, yeah, that was what we talked when I got back. Um, I've kind of realized that I'm surrounded by very bad people now. Um, now that I kind of feel like I'm going to lose, you know, medicine, something very significant to my life. I'm, she's kind of made me realize that, you know. Okay, first of, of all, you're not going, you know, if the relationship doesn't work, it's not that you've lost her. It's that you've thrown her away. I mean, we got to be yeah. precise in this. Like, if I lose my keys and I don't know where they are, that's one thing. If I knowingly throw my keys in the sewer, I know where they are. I just can't access them, right? So okay. you wouldn't lose. You would have thrown the relationship away. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, again, I'm not trying to be harsh because I know you're, you're harshing on yourself. But preci the precise term is it would not be a lost relationship because you knew exactly what you were doing and yep. the effects, right? No, 100%. Um, yeah. Was alcohol no, I involved? Uh, there was a bit of alcohol involved, but to be honest, I don't think that was, yeah, it wasn't as if I was super drunk, which probably makes it matters worse. Um, I think, and yeah, I think I was really encouraged to kind of do it. And I obviously have my own insecurities, my own issues at the time. I wasn't thinking as I should have, and I probably saw it more as like, um, as, as stupid as this sounds, but it's probably what it was is more like a challenge on the moment. Uh, you know, to get with this girl, and and yeah, looking back, it's just it's ridiculous. Um, and yeah, and it's obviously something I don't want to do again. It's something I need to. No, I get it. You're a man, and you're a hunter. I mean, this is this is kind of yeah. one of the weaknesses. And I'm so sorry, I, I missed your name at the beginning. I I should know this off by heart by now. No, Marco and and Maddie. And Maddie, I got. I just wanted to make sure yeah. I got the Marco. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, uh, so so this woman from Thailand, she's still. It was not a fling for her. She would like something to continue, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it was it was over three days. She, yeah, and you know, when I came back, we still, uh, you know, we still were in contact. You know, she sent me photos. Uh, I sent her some photos. Um, but obviously, when when um, you know, when Madison found out about it, um, uh, Madison told me rightly so to tell her that you know, because I hadn't told her I had a girlfriend, so. To make, to make things even worse. But then I, um, yeah, I told her that I do have a girlfriend and that I'm sorry for having, you know, maybe potentially misled her as well. What do you mean and, potentially misled her? What do you mean? In what way I mean, did you not mislead her? Yeah, no, I, no, yeah, I misled her. Um, I didn't tell her about medicine, so I was dishonest. Well, she so, was yeah. looking for, I assume she was looking for maybe a foreign boyfriend, maybe a way out of her environment or situation. And uh, this is why she's still in contact with you and still flirting with you because... She wanted a more long-term, possibly marital-based relationship, or something like that, right? Probably what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's probably right, Stefan. Yeah, that's that's right. I think. So yeah. you mean that's certainly going to be quite embittering for her, right? I mean, there's a lot of destruction in this trip, 
right? Destruction from your friend to you, destruction of your relationship with Maddie, destruction of this other woman's uh, hopes uh, for uh, some way out of her situation or, or something different than, than where she is or what she's got. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, it's it's a lot of a lot of wreckage being strewn about. And again, I'm not sort of saying this to sort of make you feel bad. No, no. It... I'm just pointing out things that, that you know mm -hmm. sort of deep down and you bring them to the surface and you deal with them and then you won't end up snapping at Maddie and you won't end up repeating it. I mean, you, you dredge this stuff to the surface, you exhume the body, so to speak, you lay them to rest, you have your funeral service and then you stop being haunted by ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Has there been any infidelity before? With So with Maddie not... Um, we were talking about my old girlfriends. I, I previously had two kind of long-term relationships. The, the first one I had was, you know, just out of, well, during university. And at the time, yeah, she wanted, um, marriage yeah, she wanted marriage and kids. She wanted to get more serious. Uh, I think I, I also freaked out then and I, I cheated on her. I cheated on her and told her that I cheated on her because I really, I, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was a bad way of doing things, but I just... Well, you wanted, wanted out, and you didn't want to yeah. say anything, so you... Threw yeah. It, you, you know, you you didn't want to move out of the house, so you just burned it down, right? Yeah, and that I think... you've got to leave. Yeah, that's 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 essentially what happened. That now, time. Maddie, did you know that he'd been unfaithful in the past to previous girlfriends? Well, yeah, he, what he told me, he didn't tell me the whole story. I got this out of him after, obviously, as well. Um... He told me that basically, yeah, that he tried to leave many times and she wasn't kind of, kind of like was clinging on to him. So he kind of kissed a girl and then told her, told her about it. And then, and then I was like, well, that's terrible. You shouldn't do that. And he's like, yeah, I would never do that again. And oh, I feel terrible. And then like, mm. I've gone through this whole transformation. And I was like, well, don't, don't do stuff like that pretty much. And then, and then, um, after this, I, I asked him about it again. Um, and he said, well, actually with the, on that instant he was trying to sleep with the girl but they couldn't find a hotel room so like mm. obviously he was going to take it further with her um but it was actually just thwarted in the act but mm. so like that's a completely different thing than what he told me as well but um but both i felt like i mean just just doing what he um, did in the beginning like just kissing someone to break up with the girl i found disgusting and like condemned him for it and like, you know, he said, he basically told me that, yeah, he was like a different person. No, no, I get it. So Marco was using women to punish himself. Yeah. And I get, I get all of that. And, and we'll, we'll jump back to that. But uh, I also wanted to get a sense of where you guys were in the history of wanting or not wanting children. So me, um, from the beginning, I've probably been quite clear that obviously this is what I want out of it. Um, and also, like, so Marco kind of freaked out about it. Um, he's been, been back and forth. I've obviously got emotional about it I'm too. So, I'm so sorry. I'm just missing the origin story of this. Off, when off, you off. when you got together. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I'm just so you you uh, you find each other, you date each other, you move in together or whatever. Where did the topic of kids come up, and and where the where in what part of the process did the divergence occur? I'd say pretty early on, like, um, hmm. I, Mark, I think it was quite early on. Well, like, I'm uncut clear, but like definitely, definitely within like the first month, I'd say. And yeah. then, so, I mean, uh, wait, after, so before you moved in together, but after you dated, Maddie, you talked to Marco about wanting kids and what was the conversation like? 
So basically, he, he always saw himself having it later. Like he's like, well, I like he kind of threw out a number as fourteen. I was like, whoa, okay, well, like I kind of freaked out. I was like, well, you know, I can't possibly because I'm the same age as Mark. I was like, you know, I poss- I can't do that. Um, yeah, I'm going to get a job at the age of sixty-four is not much of a career, yeah. right? So okay, I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I was like, I can't at all do that. And I was like, that is a deal breaker to me. And well, I was like, well, would you do? You, do I need to go and find like say an older man or something, or would you would do you want to grow up faster and be with me? As that's pretty much what I said. And he's like, oh no, um, you know, like we, we can probably work it out and like negotiate. Oh and then, man, I gotta tell you when you when you listen back to this. Yeah. You will hear you will hear some of the contempt in your voice when you imitate Marco. Yeah. Like it's no yeah. I mean, you hear well, it, right, Marco? Yeah, I'm angry, yeah. So no, like, no, I, I get all of that. I get all of that, but uh yeah. that's yeah. you know I'm well, not saying you don't have some cause. I'm don't get me wrong, but I'm just like, Oh Marco you know, like oh my god. Yeah, well yeah. That's that's pretty well, harsh, man. That's pretty harsh. And and again, I I'm not saying you don't have cause, I'm just pointing it out. Yeah. So you said to Marco basically it's a deal breaker for me if you want to start having kids at forty because I'm I can count right. Mm. And what what Marco? What was your response to that? I just want to hear it from you rather than Maddie's yeah. characterization, which might be not totally objective. Yeah, I mean, what was my response to that? Um, I mean, I, to be honest, for me, I, we met after a month. I was. You met after a month. What does that mean? Sorry, no, we um, no, we 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 were talking about this after a month. I mean, well, of course you were, and you yeah. you bloody well should be. Yeah, I mean, because uh, the whole point of dating and marriage and living together and sex is is to have babies. It doesn't mean everyone has to do it, but that's the whole. That's why it's there, right? And so you should have talked about this before you uh, before you started dating. I mean, this is like working at a job for six months and then starting to negotiate salary. It's like, no, no, this is what you do before you take the job, right? You negotiate the terms and conditions of employment. It's the same thing with dating. But that's sort of by the by. This is sort of more for the audience than for you. But so what was your response when she said, I want to have kids earlier or it's a deal breaker? I mean, I think what I said was that I think I kind of freaked out on the moment. And that's why I probably said something like, yeah, let, let's have kids at 40 just because... Uh, no, I no, mean, I got that. But she said, yeah. I want kids earlier. And then what happened? Well, well I, I think, I mean, I can't remember exactly, but I, I must have said that I don't feel ready yet now for kids. I, I first, I mean, what I'm still telling her now is I first want to work on myself, you know, succeed succeed more in my career um, and, you know, be in, be in a better position, you know, not only financially, but also as a person to then be able to have kids. I And, and sorry, how old are you guys now? 26. 26. 26. Okay, got it. Um, and, and how so long have you been going out? 11 months. 11 months. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So you wanted to work more on yourself and more on your career. And what have you been doing to work on yourself, right? So if, if that's the process, right? So, you know, if, if my wife says, I want to take up marathon running, and I say, yes, but I can't run a marathon yet, I'm going to need to start to work on my running then obviously I need to go out and start working on my running, right? So if you say, well, I need to work on myself in order to be more ready to have kids, what work had you been doing on yourself that would move you in that direction, if any? 
Yeah, so it, this is yeah, this is my main issue because I was is, like, what are these steps to go forward? And I was like, it doesn't seem you just want you're just scared of you know. Yeah, yeah I think it, yeah, probably might not have been the right word, but what I what I have been doing is more working like on the career side of things, developing myself there. Um, and I think probably the focus hasn't been on the right things. Um, obviously, well, no, no, hang on. Like you, you made a commitment that you said, well, here's. And I think this is Maddie's point. Here's steps A, B, and C that I need to do in order to get ready for kids. Now, if, of course, you're not pursuing steps A, B, and C, then you're really back to your earlier position of not wanting kids until basically it's too late. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was in the position of let's get let's get the career sorted. Let's get good with, with the money and let's be in a good financial position. So, you know, I, I started... What was, sorry, what was... Uh, what was the definition of a good financial position and when would you reach it? I mean, you don't have to give me any numbers, but it's, you know, it's X amount of income per year uh, mm -hmm. or X amount of property or X amount of savings yeah. or something like that, right? So if you say, well, I'll start my business once I've saved up, whatever, right? Then mm -hmm. you, you can mark your progress towards that goal. Or was it kind of ill-defined? It was all, I was trying to put the definitions on it and I feel like it was, I think the main thing is that Mark has been like scared of facing a few things, particularly with his parents and actually standing up to them in a big way. And so um, I feel like he, I mean, of course, in that state, he couldn't, I guess he couldn't be a father. Like if he can't stick up to his parents and all these things. Like I feel like there was more, I feel like it was an excuse more than anything. And once, so, once so, sorry, Maddie, just to interrupt, you really do seem to be distancing yourself from Marco and holding him in quite a bit of, contempt because, and I, i'm going to warn you against that not mm -hmm. warning like scary but just warning because every time you denigrate him you're denigrating yourself right yeah right so you can say you know he's, he's a cheat he's he's a coward he's what like he's scared to stand up for himself he doesn't want to grow up you, you can say all of this stuff well first of all you're just ending the relationship because no man can live in that situation for very long no man can stand in the face of withering female contempt and sustain a relationship and if you guys want to end the relationship that's fine i mean i i don't know i'm not you i'm just sort of pointing out the consequences but you are denigrating yourself as well because what yeah. you're doing is you're deeply insulting your own capacity to choose a quality man and and there is this like when you're hurt i mean i'm human too i understand all of this when you're hurt what do we want to do we want to distance ourselves and we want to criticize the other person so we want to say somehow i'm not involved in this situation he did things to me that are terrible. I did nothing to cause it, and so on. But he's only in your life because you chose him to be there. I think. I think. I yeah. No, I think. I. I. I do think I'm. Um. Partially at fault as if like I got very wound up, and I probably have been quite pushy and all these things. Um. Yeah, and no, I there's, just, look, there's something in him. Sorry to interrupt. There's something in him that you wanted, despite the fact that he was clearly signaling that he didn't want the same things. Right. So if you want kids and yeah. he's like, well, maybe when I'm 40, I mean, that's if you want, let's say you want kids in the next couple of years. Right. So you guys have like close to 15 years or, or you have like more than a decade worth of difference on timing. And if you want more than one kids, I mean, starting to try and have kids when you're 40 is like, come on. I mean, this is just not going to not yeah. going to go the way you want it to. It's going to be. And all the money. See, this is the thing. Marco, all the money that you're saving up to have kids, you're going to spend on fertility treatments and IV. Like it's a huge like it's it's not it's not sensible from a monetary standpoint. I mean, the number of of emails and and conversations I have with women who are like, oh yeah, you know, we had to drop 
X amount of dollars uh, or X amount of pounds or whatever on fertility treatments, on IVF, on cycles, on injections, on fertility doctors. It's like, yeah, good thing you guys saved all that money for kids because now it's not available to have for kids because you spent it all trying to have kids. So yeah. that's not like a sensible thing. But now, if you guys have decided to break up, then I won't stop harassing you about the way in which you're talking about each other. That's fine. I mean, I no, don't I think don't, it's... So, but but if, you, if you are trying to work things out, then I'm going to really strongly suggest that you stop lobbing the bombs at each other. Yeah. Because that's just mean you're going to be stuck together torturing each other, and that's, that's, that's terrible. Like, that's terrible, right? They yeah, don't don't actually, be there just poking at each other and, and you know, sticking hot forks at each other's arms or you know, even yeah. worse than cold tea. So that's – is this a call where we're trying to work things out? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then, and stop, then that, stop that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and not just in this call. You have to stop that. There is a possibility that you guys have reached through dysfunction to the core of some very serious issues that yeah, can actually have both of you grow up. Because, I Maddie, so. if you think he's the one who won't grow up, you chose him against your values because why? Is he, is he very good looking? Is he, like, is he high status? Well, is there some reason that you, cho to that you chose him that's as shallow as his reasons for having an affair, right? Well, I'm, well I always thought he would... Because I, I can see it's... It seems like such a... Oh, it's not a minor issue, but it seems like such... That he would grow out of it. Um, and also because... I mean, there are. I, I, of course, I, I really like love marker, and but you overlooked warning signs. Yeah. Massive differences in values about having kids. Yeah. Massive differences in, uh, in you hate infidelity. He 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 used infidelity to get out of a of a relationship, right? Yeah. And, I mean, if someone says, "Well, we only kissed," come on. I mean, what are we twelve? Right, so so he had tons of warning signs. You overlooked those warning signs, and the question is why. And look, I mean, maybe he's he's a wonderful guy in other ways. I'm sure, right? Uh, maybe yeah. he's very funny. Maybe he like is is he because high status, good looks, or something like? There's some reason why you kind of held your nose and overlooked these very significant warning signs, right? And my question is, what were those reasons? So why did you get together with him, even though? There were warning signs. And Marco, I'm, I'm sorry to talk about you like you're not here. I'm not trying to insult you, but, you know, objectively speaking, there were differences in values, right? Yep. Okay, so, yep. so Maddie, why did, you, why did you choose him? What's the reason we're having this call? I think, well, part of it was, there's two prior reasons. Part of it was I, I could see that, un, like, that he was badly influenced by say fears was past like he, his parents went through a really bad breakup um all these things i just i could see he just hadn't dealt with it and underneath like because even after that he's like yeah we can probably have kids before 30s just like scared doesn't know how, what's going to happen and okay I, i'm sorry to interrupt you you're, you're you're filibustering here you're not answering the question yeah right so so you saying well you know there's something underneath all this bad break that that's still like why did you choose him well, I think it's because also at the time, maybe it was a sense of urgency because I was quite alone as well. Um, like I just came to the country and Marco was quite a big refuge f for me at the time. Um, and it has been like very nice being with him. Um, okay. So the fact that you're alone means you want to choose someone. The question still remains, why did you choose Marco? I think... Marco, are you a player? He's not really. I, I, I did ask him, if you don't mind. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, 
Because if he I doesn't tell you the truth, I'm going to ask him because I think he'll tell me the truth, or at least I don't. I, you know, I don't want to have babies with him, so it's a little easier for me to to cross examine. Yeah. But sorry, go ahead, Marco. I wouldn't consider myself a player, but no, I don't. I don't think I am. Um, I, I think. Well, how many women have you um, romanced? So Maddie is my third serious relationship. The first girl I li- live, I'm, I'm living with. Um, yeah, I get that, but in total. I mean, there probably maybe eight other girls where things weren't very serious. Um, so eleven in total. Some, something like that. Uh, uh, yeah. Two, okay, yeah. so you're eleven in total, and you're twenty-six, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're kind of a player. In other words, you don't have much difficulty attracting women, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Okay, so why is it that you don't have much difficulty attracting women? And it's not a criticism, of course. I mean, what is it that they're attracted to in you? Well, you are uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I'm good looking, uh, relatively good job. And yeah, I guess I can I can talk quite well. I can be funny. Um, and so as I, far as looks go, how would you uh, want one to eight yourself? Oh, sorry, one to ten yourself. I mean, I don't want to maybe seven point five. I don't know. Maddie's probably better. What do you yeah, what do you think? Maddie? Then eight, yeah, like eight, seven, seven point five, eight. That's probably yeah, eight. That's because you're an eight. Okay, that's that's solid, man. That's solid, right? And uh, Maddie, where would you put yourself on the look spectrum? I'd say, I'd actually say similar. Similar. I think um, I probably present myself less well as than Marco, but I'd say yeah, about about the same. Like uh, I don't. Is that your yeah. uh, sense too, Marco? Again, I know that this is tough to talk about, particularly with each other in the room. But I'm just, you know, is it roughly in the same ballpark? Yeah, I think I would give him. Yeah, I mean, it's always it's, it's always quite subjective. I, I I guess it would be seven for the reason that Maddie says that she's not. I think she's been in a bit of a fight and flight mode. I have been also this year. She she hasn't been taking care of herself physically, um, which which is fine by the way. Um, you know, but she's not using not makeup. Really she's not using makeup. She hasn't really been putting much effort into what she wears. Um, and funnily enough, in the past two weeks, she's been starting to do that, and and she's far more. Uh, you know, she, she's far more attractive now. Well, of um, course. I mean, you're straying, yeah. so she's uh, she's upping the, the the stakes, so to speak, right? I, exactly. Um, and I think, yeah, when when we did meet, we were kind of at, I mean, would it fair to say that we were at quite low points of our life? Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, what I liked about Maddie right from the beginning is that she kind of understood me very well, my situation, and was kind of, I mean, sometimes I joke with her and say that she's like healing, trying to heal me, and or she's like a really good influence on me. Well, wait, uh, what was uh, was it recent? Was the the breakup you talked about was that more recent? Was that the situation you mean? No, I mean just in general. No, the the breakup was 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 a while ago. I think just in general, you know, uh, you know, having like a weak father and a mum that who was never really present, uh, you know, when I grew up, um, you know, obviously makes things more difficult for me. I think, and Maddie was kind of always able to you know, she's basically making me more aware of of you know what's what's happened with me in my childhood and okay uh, so let, let's since the topic has come up and it's going to be we're going to yeah. talk about it anyway let's hear a little bit about your childhood mom dad the bad divorce and so on yeah so my parents got divorced when i was 16 i knew about the divorce before it was announced i knew that my father was cheating on my mom um, probably from the age of 11 or 12 and um, how long were they unhappy before they divorced? I mean, this is the thing. I can't remember much about my childhood. Uh, this might sound very weird, but 
I can't remember much, um, but I can remember that they had a very cold type of relationship. They they rarely kissed. Yeah, um, that, I mean that's it's more common than you think. I mean, right. I, I've had callers who say I can't remember really anything before the age of ten or or even twelve, and that usually means it's just a grim, stressful repetition, and yeah. there's nothing to demark the days, and you might as well just flush them. Exactly. Um, so that that's probably what happened to me. Um, maybe important things to note is that my mum, obviously, so she she didn't work. My dad earned all the money, so she stayed at home. She took care of, of myself and my sister. She you know she cooked very well. She she made sure that we had good holidays and so on. Uh, I guess she wasn't really there for me on an emotional level. Um, we didn't really talk much. We didn't cuddle much. So it was quite cold. Um, and yeah, my dad was was never really present. Um, and I think it's fair to say that my dad's a bit of a weak man. He's um, I think he's quite insecure, and he's um, like like his father, like my grandfather. He's 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 always been cheating on on my mum. I talked to him about it, and yeah, he's um, he's been cheating right since I've been born. Did he make um, Did he make decent money? Yeah, at the time he was. Um, yeah, he was making decent money. Like upper middle class, middle class, rich. What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, I would say upper middle class. So, yeah. I mean, you know what it's like out there in the marketplace, trying to make some coin. It's harsh and it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I'm trying to sort of figure out where this sobriquet of weak man comes from if he's out there making good coin uh, in often what is a tough economy it means he can't just be weak as a whole right because he's out there competing and making money and working hard and and that's that's hard work it's like saying that somebody is is not productive when they come home with enough meat for the family every single day right in in, in winter <laughs> so to speak right yeah. so so where yeah. does the He's a weak man as a whole come from if he's out there making good money for the family. I mean, there are obviously other vices, inconstancy and so on, but I don't quite get the weakness thing, but I'm certainly happy to be enlightened. Yeah, I mean, you, you know you know better than me. I mean, I guess what I mean by weak is um, not, he's not very honest and he's not direct, um, and that's probably why I'm a bit like that. I mean, I, I think I've changed a lot now, but he's... Um, yeah, he's he's not honest and direct. Even for example, you know, I told him about the the story between Maddie and me, and he's like, he first told me that you know, he's 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 um he's met Maddie, and he's at uh, first he said that he was um yeah he was shocked that this happened, and he's really sorry, and that he hopes I can work it out with Maddie because Maddie's Maddie's a great girl. Um, and then a week later, I talked to him and said, told him that you know, it's it's looking quite bad with me and Maddie. Obviously, given the cheating, we're probably going to split up. And then what he told me was that. He's, he's happy for me because he thinks that Maddie was was a bit of a crazy girl and she's not the right girl for me. And he completely uh, said something completely different just a, a week later. Um, so I guess when I say I find him to be a weak man, I, I, what I'm saying is he's quite he's quite dishonest. Um, well, and, but, and yeah, I, I mean, that's very manipulative, right? I, exactly. And, yeah, okay. and, and I probably. Yeah. And that's something that's kind of. That that has kind of developed in me. Now I'm I'm trying to change it. You're not really like that. No, I'm, I'm not really like that. But that's I think why I'm I say sorry, he's a did, bit of a weak man. Say? I couldn't quite hear. Well, you know, I mean, I th- at least with me, you're not like that. At least what, what? I've seen of you. But what? obviously, well, not changed. when I cheated. No, you, yeah. That, what, I mean, what, yeah. what about uh, no? I'm going to work on myself, and maybe we'll have kids earlier, and then he doesn't do anything to work on himself. Yeah. Uh, and and he lied about uh, why, like the extent of the affair oh, that yeah. busted up a previous relationship and he lied about what happened in Thailand. I mean, come on. 
No, no, he definitely is. He yeah. is. He is. He's, now, listen, we could just sit here, obviously, and we can just throw Old Testament stones that you mark and say, oh, he's just a liar, he's a weak guy. And that's, you know, I mean, I guess we could, but that doesn't do much to change it. It, no. just, it just shames yep. you, right? So mm-hmm. in my... No, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll shut up for once in my <laughs> chatty life. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's let, I, I'll put a bookmark in that and, and go on, please, with what happened with your parents in your teens. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's the, the main thing really. Um, yeah, I, I guess what, what else can I say? I can say that I, I only really saw this since I've met Maddie. She's kind of, she's kind of helped me see light, uh, in my parents. Also my mom who, you know, is, is actually very cold. I mean, even when I told her that, um, you know, what had happened with Maddie, she, you know, she didn't really say much. She just said, oh, hope you can sort it out. And, you know, didn't really take interest. I mean, I, I understand I'm 26 years old. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, it's always been like that. There, there's never really been much emotional support. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. So um, did your did your father have affairs because he wasn't uh, having sex at home? Well, that's what I so I talked for the first time honestly with my father a few months ago and I asked him these questions and yeah he said apparently once um my mom had her second baby my sister she she changed as a woman and my dad told me that yeah since since the second child she 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 withdrew from sex and that's why according to him he's been um you know he's been having affairs um so yeah I, right. I, I have been, so, so she she broke the deal of marriage right if that's true, yes. If that's yeah, true. yeah. I mean, look, we, we obviously, yeah. I mean, we can't cross-examine and it's all hearsay, but let's, you know, let's just go with the fact that it's true. Yep. So the the deal is the man provides the resources, the woman raises the children, and on both sides, sexual activity is supposed to occur. I mean, sex is the great adult playground of adulthood, and um, it's, you know, maybe compensation for having to pay taxes, who knows, right? But, <laughs> but that's the deal, right? So if your dad had become unemployed and not was not providing any income to the family, Mm. then if your mother went to, let's say, a rich uncle and borrowed some money, would that be considered infidelity? No. 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 Because he's got a deal to provide money, and if he's not providing money, well, she's got to get the money from somewhere, right? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Right. So so the deal is and listen, there could be medical reasons, there can be what I mean, I understand all of that, but then you gotta go to the doctor and you gotta say, I I I've gotta deal with this, right? Because that's not good, right? That's not good. That's that's sort of the deal in yeah. the in the family, right? The man provides the resources and the woman, you know, does the work and all that, but the woman has to be available for sex. And listen, if the man decides not to have sex with the woman, that's equally kind of tortuous, right? So that that's one of the foundations of a relationship. And so it, and, and it's a trap, you understand, right? Because, because the woman uh, often is, is withdrawing from sex because she's angry about something mm-hmm. and she's looking to dominate the man. And then what happens, of course, is the man says, well, I, I'm, I got to have some sex, right? And he tries with the wife, gets continually rejected. And then what happens is his self-esteem goes down. Mm, mm-hmm. Right, and this is why, when you were talking about your trip to Vietnam uh, and so on, that I was like, hmm, 
uh, Thailand, you, you, you felt unattractive, I think, to some degree, and so you wanted to test how attractive you were with, with uh, these foreign girls. So then what happens is the man uh, starts putting out flirty signals because he's not sure how attractive he is anymore, if something's changed or if he's not attractive, and then some other woman picks up on these signals, they end up having an affair. And then the rage of the woman and the frustration of the woman and the anger of the woman, his wife, she can then lambaste him from here to eternity. She now has a, an outlet for her anger, although she's maneuvered him to some degree into the situation because she's presented to him an impossible situation. In the same way that if the man stops providing money and the woman still has ba- bills to pay, well, she's, she's now in an impossible situation and she's got to find some way to get the money. And if the woman stops having sex with the man and doesn't talk about why and won't talk about the issues and won't get help and won't see a doctor or anything like that, then he's, I mean, the, the marriage at that point is over. Mm. Yeah. Now, you, you can drag that shit along forever if you want. But the, that, at that point, the marriage is, it's done. Mm, mm. And it's just a matter of, you know, like this, my, my daughter loves lizards, right? So we've been watching this documentary about the Komodo dragon, right? So Komodo mm. dragon, the way that it hunts is, let's say there's some water buffalo around that it wants to eat. Well, it can't go and kill the water buffalo because it's a Komodo dragon. It's not, it can't climb up and bite its jugular. So what it does is it just bites the leg. Now, originally, I think they thought that the Komodo dragon had a kind of poison in its teeth. That's not true, actually, I think. It's got, but it's got bacteria. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is the water buffalo gets infected from the bite. And it can take like two weeks for the water buffalo to get weak enough from the infection that it either dies or it can't fight off the Komodo dragon or dragons that come to eat it. Mm. And the reason I'm getting all... David Attenborough on you is that's kind of like the bite is like, okay, we're not having sex in the marriage. Okay, it takes a while for the marriage to die, but it's not getting better. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, so it, like if that's a pattern, I don't know if it applies to you and you and Maddie, but if that's a pattern, it's important to be aware of it, right? So you have affairs to end relationships, maybe, but your mother withholds sex to end a marriage. You see, it's the same thing. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, that, and you, that, you're looking yeah. at your dad like your dad is the one that's got all the lessons for you. But I believe that it's the case that your mother has more important lessons because they're less obvious. So the woman stops having sex with the guy. The guy has an affair. And then everyone says, well, we broke up because I cheated. And it's like, no, that's not, yeah. that's not, that's not the whole story. Right. If the woman is treating you with contempt, if the woman is pushing you away, if the woman isn't warm, if the woman isn't having sex, you know, in this case, it was your mom. It could be the other way around, but we're talking about your mom. Okay, Mm -hmm. then she's cheating. She's she's ending the relationship because she's putting the man in an impossible situation, which is go and make money and give the vast majority of your money to the family. Go out and bust your ass 60 hours a week Mm. for a cold woman who won't have sex with you. That's an impossible situation for a man. Now, how does he maintain his ambition in the face of that utterly and completely impossible situation? Cheats. Mm. Well, sure. Yeah, but then the good. woman says, it ended because of you. No, mm. yeah. And that's not true. Now, I agree. your dad married a cold woman. So again, these, these layers of complexity and so on, we, we always like to start the tape mid-reel and then say, aha, that's there how the movie ends. <laughs> but the movie ends at the beginning, right? Yeah. 
Hamlet ends the moment that his ghost of a father shows up, right? So that's, I mean, this is the level, I think, of, of, of depth that you guys are approaching. And sometimes we sort of wildly thrash around in dysfunction in order to find out these patterns. And maybe that's what this call is about. If we can find these patterns and help, mm-hmm. then yeah. you can, I believe, look back and say, good Lord, did we ever screw up, but man alive. Did Good it thing. ever give us our power over our lives back? Because we know why the hell we're doing things now, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so sorry. So what was the divorce? You said it was a bad divorce. Like, what happened? Um, well, I guess to your point, and, and, and thanks for that. That's really useful for me to... I think it, it actually all makes sense. Um, so I think what basically happened is that the the only reason the parents stay together, I mean, you probably know this, is, is you know, just for the kids. So that's why that's why I think the marriage continued until it continued. Um, and it kind of broke up when I, when I left the household. Um, sorry, um, just remind me of the question, Stefan. No, no problem. Listen, if you're thinking about something else, let's talk about that something else that you're thinking of. You said that there's something that all becomes clear. And I think that you're focusing on all that has become clear over what we're talking about. Let's talk about all that has become clear because that will make more sense of, of like, you can't tell, you can't tell what to tell next in the story if you're still thinking about the messages of the first part. So you said all became clear. What do you mean? No, I mean, the fact that you, you know, that, that kind of, I probably thought that my father was the bad guy in the story. Um, and yeah, now it, it, it does make sense that, you know, if, if mum was withdrawing sex, you know, from the outskirts of having the second baby, I mean, she's definitely very guilty there. Um, and I've always kind of put the blame on, on my father. I guess what, what I was um, what I was also thinking of was, yeah, when, when you ask about the, um, you know, how, how bad the, the, the actual divorce was, I think it, it was bad because, you know, there was, I mean, as always with a divorce, there's, you know, the money involved, the house involved. And I think I kind of feel bad also for my sister. She's three years younger. She kind of, I kind of escaped the divorce when it actually happened. So I was aware I was, I was in the UK that, that they were in Brussels. Um, and, you know, my sister kind of, and still is under kind of, how can I say, she's trapped under my mother. Um, she just says and does as my mother says and does. Uh, and I kind of also feel bad for her. Um, because she kind of had to go through, you know, when, when there was a divorce and we were quite well off, obviously dad didn't want to give any money to mum, Um, and, and mum, you know, threatened to commit suicide and, and, and those kind of things. And, and obviously it was bad for me, but I wasn't really living it. My, my, my sister was, you know, she was living with my mum, and my mum was in a really bad state at, at, at the time. Um, uh, yeah, so... I, very tough for, for my sister and I guess okay let's let's drop yeah. your sister for the moment let's go back to your mom your mom dropped the s-bomb on the family like I'm gonna kill myself yeah holy shit yeah so basically she was so what was happening was dad obviously they're getting divorced so he, he mom wanted to keep the house we had a nice house in Belgium obviously dad wanted to sell it because you know he was gonna go his way and mom was gonna go her way and the two kids were, were gonna you know me university my, my sister boarding school and yeah, she just threatened to commit suicide to, I guess, keep the house or try and get more money from dad. Um, and obviously, yeah. That's... And, here, and here we were talking about your dad being the manipulative one, right? Yeah. No. yeah. yeah. Holy shit, man. Yeah. That's psychotic so, in my humble and amateur opinion. Like the S-bomb is like, there's no more negotiations. Everything's just a smoking wreck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kill myself I, I, if you I, sell I, the house. <laughs> 
Holy I've heard a lot of those. I was like, that's psychotic. Well, apparently, uh, I mean, I don't know if we need to go into details, but yeah, my sister told me that she was next to mom and mom had these two bottles of water with yeah. tablets and then threatened and then my sister stopped her. Yeah, that's what I was okay, told. Okay, so your mom is like enormously messed up, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm I mean, just not only would she threaten suicide over the sale of the house, but she would also threaten suicide with your sister staring right at her, right? Yeah, that, that's kind of because obviously my sister is kind of getting all this. Neg yeah, she's she's the one that's really yeah, it's really bad for my sister, right? It's fair for you too. Um, so yeah, my mother yeah, it's not maybe not the best mother. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're, we're um, not quite ready to touch that one yet. Okay, I, I I get that. I mean, you're sort of circling around that one, right? And I'll just tell you a thought that popped into my head. It's probably nonsense. But I always sort of look for these patterns and try and figure out how the jigsaw puzzle piece goes together, right? Look for the corners, look for the sky, look for the edges, right? So yeah. I would give you a brief theory. And, and it, again, it's probably nonsense, but I just got to get it out of my head, so we'll keep going. So when I hear about a woman who ceases having sex, I immediately think of, rightly or wrongly, childhood sexual abuse. Mm. And furthermore, when you say... It was when your sister was born, according to your dad, that the mother stopped having sex. Mm. Well, that would maybe be because it's the female who's being born which triggers your mother if she has experiences, uh, horrible experiences that way. When I hear about somebody who threatens suicide to get their way, uh, mm. I, I think enormous amounts of childhood trauma. Now, again, the childhood trauma, I'm sure it's there, but it, it could be non-sexual in nature. But if the way that it manifests is anti-sexual attitudes, particularly when the birth of a daughter comes in and possibly re-triggers the memories, then uh, that's, uh, again, we'll probably never know. It's probably nonsense, but I just wanted to sort of share that thought. Yeah, I mean, my mother's, so, so my grandmother, my mother's household was always very, very cold. And, you know, when you walk into a place and you feel bad energy, that was th that was that house. Um my uncles, I never really talked to. So my mother's brothers, they were there, but they never. Whenever I visited, they they didn't say a word to me. Uh, and they're very quiet. They just sit there and not talk. Yeah. So grandmother used to make lunch or dinner, and they just came down, got their lunch and dinner, and then took it upstairs into their room. Um, okay. So that that also goes in 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 the idea that there's horrible yeah. secrets and no one can talk. I think so. Yeah. That now it's yeah. I, I would I would think so because I mean the most I've ever said to my uncle is is how are you doing. <laughs> Um, there's a and bit of a why, line. Why did your father, uh -huh, is she pretty? I mean, why did, why would your father marry such a dysfunctional, half suicidal ice block of a woman? Honestly, I don't know. Um, my father is better looking than my, than my mom, definitely. So it's not, it's not, I don't think it's looks. Um, they met traveling, they met traveling in Syria when they were still kind of students. Um, uh, I really don't know. I, I probably need to ask him the question. Um, well, it could have been that they had a lot of early sex, right? So uh, women who have um, issues with self-esteem or, or issues with sexual functioning or issues with sort of healthy adult sexuality, there's like a two-phase, right? I mean, which is you get a lot of sex in the beginning and then you don't get sex later on. Whereas women who are sort of healthy and mature about these things, they don't give up sex to attract a man because they know that that's a terrible bargain and it's an act of self-contempt. So you don't get sex at the beginning, but then you get a lifelong great sex situation, right? So it's sort of like cocaine versus happiness. 
that you earn through being virtuous, like cocaine will give you the high and then a lot of misery. Whereas a slow build is not much happiness at the beginning, but much more happiness later on. It's the same thing with sexuality. So maybe if they met while traveling, he had a lot of great sex early on, right? And then he's like, wow, we should get together. This is going to be a life. And it's like, it's not. It's not a lifetime of that. Because the more sex you have at the beginning, the less sex you have later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that I guess would make, would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you don't know why your parents got together. Um, and, and we're sort of examining the, the causality as to why they ended up getting divorced. And what's happened to them since? I guess yes. it's 10 years since. So I think my father's went down south. So, you know, as we talked about, he, you know, he had that good job. Since the divorce, he's had another child. So I have a half brother. Um, but then, then again, he, he kind of left the woman to have another relationship. So he's basically had a kid who now sees the father once a quarter, uh, once every three months. Um, and now he's on to, you know, another relationship. Uh, I think this one's a bit better, but he, yeah, definitely hasn't been stable and has lost his, you know, very good job. Um, and now he's just living with this girl. Um, Wait, how yeah. did he lose his job? I don't really know, but I think at the time he was with this woman who was very bad for him. She was very manipulative. Oh, and so I, he bled off all of his professional energy on drama and crap? And I, I think that's what happened. Um, I, think, I think... Well, and to some degree, of course, Maddie, I'm not putting you in this category, but as far as your professional focus goes, you know, you say, well, I've got to build my career, but, you know, this mess in your life over the last month or even before is not, certainly not going to help with your professional energies, right? No. No, no, no. Anyway, so, and what's happened with your mom? So my mom, obviously, after the divorce, she moved. She's she she's from Germany, so she moved back to Germany, and she, you know, before a cold, having the- a cold German woman. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Anyway, no. I shocked you, maybe. <laughs> no, so she obviously, you know, she hadn't been working for you know sixteen odd years because she took care of the kids. Luckily, she found a you know a job as a nurse, and um, now she's living um, by herself in a in a small apartment. Um, yeah, she says she's happy, although I think she's quite lonely. Um, but yeah, at least she can she can pay the bills. At least she can pay the bills. Um, and yeah, from time to time, uh, my sister and I visit her. Um, I think she, she might have a few friends there, but yeah, I think quite lonely, quite lonely at that age. Um, to, yeah, to be alone. Yeah. Right, and I, I assume, of course, that she's not gone back into any kind of dating situation. No. No, uh, no, uh, no, 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 I don't think so either. No, right. Lonely, isolated, dysfunctional nurse boy. Never heard that before either. Okay. All right. All right. It's like everybody thinks they're such an individual, right? It's a big book of cliches. It's like 99% of people's lives. Okay. All right. And, and Maddie, let's, uh, I'm sorry. I, again, I know we're taking some time, oh, but uh, what's, what's your story? Um, it's pretty, mine's, mine's uh, very bad. Um, so my parents divorced when I was one, um, and then, yeah, my my dad actually committed suicide when I was twenty one. Oh my god! Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, god, I hate those people. Uh, you've heard that speech before, I'm sure, but I, I just hate those people. Make it look like an accident, for God's sake, be a decent human <laughs> being. Anyway, go on. Um, and so I don't speak to a lot of my family now because I, like, my family was quite cultish. Um, my mother, particularly, um 
just not a lot of um, freedom. She's sabotaged. Like, she sabotaged lots of things for me. Wait, what do you mean by cultish, though? Like, you could not think something my mother could not, didn't agree with, pretty much. Um, and the whole family, like, the whole, basically, she turned us very largely against um, my father. Um, and he actually, I mean, there were aspects he deserved and aspects he really didn't. Um, and it's like perpetual victimhood from her and, and it just kind of sucks everyone in and no one can challenge that. And I always, I did. And then, and then like once my father was a scapegoat and then kind of once my father died, I turned into the scapegoat a lot of the family. Do you know Um, why he, uh, uh, why he killed himself? Well, he he was a very like uh, lots of reasons. Obviously, this is just this is just the trigger. He was like a very rich man, and his, his business went down very fast. Um, and so that was just the trigger. But of course, that's not the real reason. Um, he remarried a very like just extremely horrible woman. Um, he was still in love with my mother, stupidly. Um, yeah, I mean, lots of reasons. He 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 was he was dead. He was dead a long a long time before he did, obviously. Um, yeah, and then the trigger was him um, losing his business. Which you know we talked about how men lose professional focus in dysfunctional relationships, and it's you know it's mm-hmm. it's tragic to think of all that work you put in to build something up. Yeah. You you marry the wrong person, you get involved with the wrong person. They strip yeah. your focus, your will, your drive, your desire, yeah. your happiness, and then you know you can't really be successful when you're depressed. And, no. uh, you know, you, you spend your whole life building up this business, you get involved with the wrong person, and it all burns to the ground. Yeah, I don't even think she was necessarily, uh, yeah, no, she, yeah, he never, he never, um, he didn't do what he loved, he really wanted to be a sailor, he was like a very, extremely good sailor, so he always wanted to be a sailor, and, and instead he went into finance, or he did very well, obviously, but, um, yeah, like yeah, sailing on the white accountancy, like that old Monty Python joke. Anyway, that's <laughs> before your time. Sorry. Um, okay, so yeah, um, uh, yeah. And, and how's your mom and doing these days? My mom. So my mom. Um, so she remarried. Uh, I'll go. I'll try and go chronologically. So I, uh, she remarried because um, I'm from New Zealand originally. So she married like um, a, a Maori man there. He's uh, like the the natives. She remarried. Yes, um, I believe I was interviewed by one. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, go um, ahead. Uh, and was very, he, was, he, was very, he was very violent. Um, and so I grew up like around a lot of violence. So I was Wait, yelled at. Violent cost. Maori? Oh my God. Yeah, shocking, shocking. <laughs> Central don't. casting. Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so very, very violent. Um, I, had to, I had to stick up for my mum a lot. I had to like... Um, I basically had to fight my uh, stepdad to stop him from yelling at her and all these things. And then they divorced. Um, and my mother and my father died. And my mum kind of went a bit, a bit crazy. And she's never, I mean, she's never been responsible at all. Um, and she kind of abandoned my, my little, I have a half brother who's much younger than me. Um, and she kind of just abandoned him and, and started driving around um, New Zealand Um because she, she's actually an art, she's an artist, so she you know she thinks she can get away with these kind of uh, this kind of behavior, and so she just she just drove around the country, abandoned my little brother and my uh, my actual my big I have an elder brother who had to um, raise him from like fifteen. Um, so yeah, uh, and she is I I don't know I don't really speak to her. Um, 
I kind of try, try and avoid knowing. Like I basically know she's a, she's like she's got a house, uh, like a roof over her head, and I know that. Um, and yeah, that's all I know. Um, and she she had she had a lot of inheritance from my grandmother, and um, she's wasted all that. So she's kind of yeah. Um, I, I I could ask wasted how, but I, I guess it doesn't really matter, right? Mm, yeah, not really, <laughs> not 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 at the not at this point. But no, it was, it was, she was trying to do a business, and then uh, it was just kind of self-indulgent. Um, yeah, and she stopped. She, she's she's actually quite a famous artist in New Zealand, and she kind of just stopped, um, stopped working, um, started re- re- like refusing um, commissions and all these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's uh, it's a, not a uh, not an uncommon thing, particularly for women in the sort of midlife aspect yeah. to try and sort of reinvent themselves. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to become a public speaker. I'm going to all this kind of stuff, right? You know, yeah. motivational coach, your life, blah, blah, blah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. always kind of the same. Yeah. yeah, it's always kind of the same deal, uh, sadly. Um, but uh, okay. All right. Well, that's, that's God awful. And I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, I'm really sorry for all of that. That is. Uh, There's probably, I also was kind of very early on in my life. There was also kind of sexual, um, uh, like molestation as well when I was about three to four um, consistently by a family friend. Oh my god! So so that that happened to you when you were three yeah. or four. And and yeah. um, I I I'm, I hate to ask. Um, uh, and and please, you know, don't don't answer if you don't if you don't want to. But uh, was it was it um, uh, was it all the way to penetration or was it more? Um, no, it didn't get to penetration, but it got like pretty close like yeah pretty like no not not penetration and does your does your family of origin know about this yes what happened is i was i was always very protective of my little brother obviously because of this and um i asked him one day because there's always a family friend i was always suspicious of and i asked him one day and like nothing happened with this person that did did, did. he's like he was shocked that i didn't ask and then then my family kind of asked me if something happened to me and i was like yes um and how old were you then i was i was 20 22 23 oh my god so I hadn't told anyone then. I thought I thought I'd um, I thought I'd never say anything. Um, and at that point, I was already starting to not speak to my family, and they were starting to say like I'm just being um, attention seeking and all this kind of stuff. And uh, that, I wonder I if just, your dad ever found out. I don't think so. he cut. Um, my sister was wondering. I've, I have lots of siblings. Um, my sister was wondering that because he cut. He cut ties with that family. Um, then that's how it stopped. That's how like the because it was a um, it was like a teenage, a teenage um, son of a family friend, and so he cut off this this family, and that's when and it that's stopped. That's when you were four. Is that right? Yeah, I think it was around four, like four and a half. Um, yeah. And obviously I think, I mean, obviously that's affected me. Um, yeah. So, well, no, I mean, uh, I wonder, I wonder if he cut things off because he had suspicions or he had some, yeah, I, I, I almost don't, I'm, it's sad, but I almost don't have enough faith in my, I don't, I have no idea. And I almost, I'm at the time, I didn't want to put it down to that because I didn't have enough faith in my father to actually, to, to have been that self-aware because, or I've known because also around the time, that time, things were just 
my my family was kind of hypersexual. Um, like my both my oh, parents. Oh, an artist. Yeah, hypersexual. Yeah, yeah oh, I don't know. God. No, yeah, like um, yeah, uh, my mother um, nearly got raped a few times. Nothing really happened to it. She kind of escaped, but she kind of had um, all that. Um, so she, she was uh, just really strangely hypersexual, and like obviously at the time when I was very young, and that that's the time when it kind of happened. Both my parents weren't paying attention to me at all. I was completely like neglected, and they were both kind of dating. Um, oh, it was like an open marriage just, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that's my question. What the hell is a three or four-year-old doing? In the... they, they were separated at that point. They were oh, separated at that point. But they oh, were sorry, sorry. You said that one. Completely... Yeah, one. You separated. Sorry. So, yeah, so um, that is, yeah, because that was my question. Like, what the hell was, what, what the hell were you doing at the age of three or four in the unsupervised company of some teenage boy? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, and it was, I I asked my my brother actually witnessed it one time, um, and he ran away. My this is my elder brother, and I asked him when I was older if he well, this is kind of when it was coming out. I asked him if he remembered that, and he denied it. But I know, like, it felt like to me when I was young, it felt like an open secret. I felt like everyone knew. Um, wow, and that's so, chilling. Yeah. Right. So you know the fact. So there's two patterns here. Number one, mm -hmm. that you would choose a man who betrayed you when you were betrayed by your father and this boy and your brother, right? That's a pattern. Yeah. And the other, going back to my earlier hypothesis about um, Marco, your mother's potential sexual abuse as a child, uh, the fact uh, that you chose a woman who had been sexually abused uh, may not be entirely unrelated to that possibility. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too, yeah. If that's the case, mm. yeah. So you guys have some odds stacked against you, but you also, based upon your frankness and and integration of these histories, have an enormous potential to break this cycle. Because you know, so. we look back and we say, "Oh my gosh, like we're we're wounded," and and that means we're doomed. And it's like, no, you're wounded. That yeah, means that you have incredible opportunities to break the cycle as long as you're aware of it and aren't acting it out, right? And that's sort of my goal in this conversation is to try and translate it from acting out to self knowledge. Yeah. So that this doesn't happen again, either within your relationship or if you don't decide to continue in, in other relationships. Because your parents, both sides, I mean, the, the lack of self-knowledge is like a force of nature. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. And were there, yeah. sorry, <clears throat> Maddie, were there any uh, issues with, with drugs? Uh, I'm sort of going with this hedonistic oh, uh, uh, artist-based lifestyle. Yes, 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 yes. It was, yeah. Um, and obviously, and my father cheated a lot, and I never, I never gave that much. Like, what cheated? I, yeah, you mean before? Because they split it when you were one, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. before, okay. Yeah, and he, but he cheated. He cheated during, like, he obviously had lots of girlfriends while I was young, and he cheated on them. Um, I never, I never really like. I've been through therapy and things. I never really looked at that because it seems so far down the scale of of offenses. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, and then, he, yes, he pursued hedonism straight off a cliff, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. And and yes, my 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 father did. Every everyone in my family did drugs pretty much. I was surrounded by drugs. I remember my father hotboxed a room while I was li little, like when I was about three, with the whole of his, his like lawyer friends. So uh, and I'm, I'm I apologize for. Well, I guess I don't really apologize for not knowing what the hell that means. Um, no, but what the hell does that mean? That means <laughs> so it's marijuana, and it means you just close you close all that. All the um, 
okay. anywhere that could be a vent, and then and it builds in the room. So I was sitting in a room full of marijuana smoke when, when I was about, like, you know, three, four, and all that. Good God, this is like... I know. Yeah, it's like out of train spotting. My God, this is this is horrifying. Yeah, it is. I mean, have you watched um, Once Were Warriors? That was kind of that was. That I was... believe it or not, was at the world premiere of Once Were Warriors. But, uh, it's a it's a long story. It doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah, no, I have seen that, and uh, uh, it's it's horrifying. It was horrifying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I was invited by a woman who then completely freaked out during the movie and then told me afterwards that she herself had been sexually abused. And that, of course, is in the movie. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so yeah. So, the fact that you've managed to contain your dysfunction to this level is enormously positive. Yes, probably. No, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume you guys aren't hotboxing during this conversation, right? Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, seriously, this is this is like this is good stuff. This is good stuff. All you've done is cheat and throw some cold tea. Yeah, well, no, I know. like that's progress, no. man. No, you're yeah. I know. I'm very proud. Very proud. No, you you should be. you should be, and and I know that that sounds like an odd thing to hear, but no, it Even it really matters. Listen, weaknesses can become strengths. Let me give you a stupid, stupid example because I can't think of a better one. But, you know, I got to just go with what my brain kicks up, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I was in, a, a, in St. Louis to give a speech. I was chasing my daughter down the hallway. I had a new pair of sneakers on. They hit the tile and squeaked and stopped. And I fell and, cracked and crunched my knee, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was painful and, and, and difficult. And it took forever to heal because, you know, it's knees and I'm over 50 and all that, blah, blah, blah. So... So what do I do? You say, okay, well, that really sucks, right? And what I've done, though, is I have now incorporated a series of extraordinarily tricky and difficult knee exercises into my workout routine, mm -hmm. right? So that accident has, has made my knees far stronger because, because you know what? Because screw accidents, that's why. Mm -hmm. Because to hell with happenstance. If... Nature, fate, accident, blah, 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 conspires to give me knee pain. I'm going to make my knee, because screw accidents, I'm going to make my knee way stronger than it would have been otherwise. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure you get the analogy, right? You guys have seen so much ridiculous and horrifying and evil dysfunction up close mm -hmm. that it should be scaring you, terrifying you, into the complete right. opposite direction, right? And that's how you get gold out of shit. Yeah. It just terrifies you in the complete. Listen, I saw. I saw subjectivism, mysticism, and irrationality up close in the person of my mother and other people I knew as a child. And it terrified me into the complete opposite direction. I would be nowhere near as rational and focused on self knowledge if I hadn't seen the effects of it and the disastrous consequences of avoiding it. Uh, early on, right? Because yeah. to hell with circumstances. If you're put into a shitty position, you can turn that evil into the greatest good known to man. But you got to react to it. You got to be terrified of it and you got to react to it. And you got to run like hell in the opposite direction. Now, you guys are circling this shit, right? Mm -hmm. You're not you're not committed to it, right? You're not hotboxing, you're not having an open relationship, you're not 
threatening suicide if you don't get your way. So you're not there. Fantastic. Well, we wouldn't be having this call if you were, right? <laughs> but you're also not sprinting. You're circling. You're not sprinting in the opposite direction. Mm. Right? Now, I think you want to, which is probably why we're having this call. Yeah. Because this, you guys are, are through, through the uh, bad decisions, you guys have got to the core, I believe, of, of the issues and the patterns, right? Now, if you yes. can break that cycle. Then we're good. Well, you're great. Yeah. Yeah. And no, then you can look back and, and you know, I, I, when I get older and my <laughs> knees are still incredibly strong, I'm going to be, I'm going to say, I'm really glad I fell <laughs> in St. Louis, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, like, so when I, when I had uh, treatment for cancer, uh, they said, uh, hey, man, you got to stay out of the sun. So I got this, like, ridiculous big umbrella-style Tilly hat, which I wear every time I'm outside. And so getting cancer could have prevented me, because you talked about melanoma earlier. That's what I sort of remembered from this. So getting cancer could prevent me from getting cancer. Because screw cancer, right? <laughs> you want to give me a downside, I'll make it an upside. It's like that judo thing. You use the momentum of your energy uh, of your enemy to win the match, right? To win the fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you guys got handed like unbelievable piles of shit sandwiches, and you're yeah. like, okay, so I'm I, my choice is is two. I'm either going to eat shit sandwiches for the rest of my life, or I'm going to become a master chef and make the best food known to man. Yeah. And I think you guys are right in the middle of that. You're looking at this dysfunction that still has some tentacles around your legs. And you're looking at breaking free and going in the complete opposite direction. Like, no holds barred. Flying from the past to the stars, right? Yep. I think, I think that's the plan. <laughs> right. yep. Yeah, that's the plan. So, the question is how? Yeah. <laughs> it's, quite a, it's quite a question. Okay, bye. Nice chatting with you guys. <laughs> Hope that was helpful. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the question is how, right? Yeah. Well, Start, started trying to do therapy, not No, and I think that's great, and and I'm a big fan of talk therapy and all of that. But you know, I'm a moralist, not a therapist, so uh, I'm going to tell you uh, how how to do it. Mm -hmm. Yep, please. <laughs> you have to viscerally hate everything that pointed you in the wrong direction. Mm. Everything and everyone, and listen. It's not just your parents. It's not just your extended family. It's your society. It's your culture. It's everything these days. Yeah. That is pointing mm. everyone in the wrong direction. I agree. Right? If you had cultural signals to survive your childhood, yeah. that would help a lot. But of course, your childhood wouldn't have been as bad if, if it wasn't for all of these terrible cultural signals. If it wasn't for your mom, say... Sorry, Madison. <laughs> if it wasn't for your mom being yeah. in this, you know, cool, hip, artistic yeah, cool thing, community yeah. where it was all fun and games and, and, you know, don't be such a square and, and let loose and live free. And, and like, if it wasn't for all of this bullshit, it's cool reinforcement stuff. You know, if she'd grown up in the Amish town or, you know, to take an opposite extreme, I suppose, which certainly yeah. seems more healthy to me. Then, but she had a whole world telling her how cool and rebellious and hip and free she was, right? Yeah, and with uh, that's almost 
so with the kids thing, that's almost the stress I felt as well because I didn't feel like I was just trying to convince Marker that's like would be. I mean, obviously we sort things out, but that's like the the road to fulfillment more than you know other things. Like it feels like a cultural battle as well, and I think that's also why I slightly. There's all. I mean, it's not the main reason, obviously, but it's slightly the reason why I accepted the fact that um, I need to convince them more, because it's like I'm immersed in a culture where everyone's like, oh, I'm just I'm not going to have kids until I'm over thirty, and all this kind of stuff. So I felt so. I'm felt, saving the planet. I, yeah, no, I felt, just I was un, yeah, I felt I like almost I would have no backing, and I was the unreasonable one for wanting to have kids while I'm fertile. You know. Um, right. Yeah as well that that counts as that for anything right okay so marco mm-hmm. how do you earn love now maybe maddie is the person for it maybe i mean i don't know but i'm, I'm not sort of talking about in this relationship but at the abstract level right we, we all want to be loved and, you know, if you want food, well, you know how to get it. You grow it, you hunt it, you shop it or whatever, right? You, you have some idea how to get your food. If you're thirsty, you get some water or whatever. So uh, given that we do want to be loved, the question then becomes, how do we achieve it? Now, I think that you've been achieving it through charm and youth and looks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You, you see, you guys have seen the credits on this movie. You've seen how this shit plays out, right? When you rely on charm and humor and charisma and looks and youth, you've seen the downside of that by looking at your parents, right? Mm. What happens when you rely on that to be attractive? How does that play out? Yeah, not, 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 not yeah, I guess not, not so well. Well, you don't get what you want, right? Yeah. Because how do you keep love for your life? Well, it can't be youth, right? Because the best case scenario is you get older. (laughs) Can it be charm? I don't think so. Because charm is me plus. I talked about this in my Robin Williams video from many years ago now. It's like, I can't just be myself. I have to be myself and entertaining and engaging and funny and (laughs) insightful, whatever it is, right? I can't just be me. I have to be me plus a show. Mm-hmm. And we, you guys have seen that reality that you cannot keep that show going. Yep. Because it's exhausting after a while. It's like having to be constantly on. Hey, it's fun to be on. I mean, when I go give a speech, I'm on, baby. But I, I, that can't be my life, right? Yep. So it can't be looks because looks fade. It can't be money, because money can attract the wrong kinds of women, and you've both seen this, where Mm -hmm. attracting the wrong kinds of partners screws up your capacity to make money, right? Right, Marco, your dad lost Mm -hmm. his good job, and uh, of course, you saw, Maddie how losing his money because of a bad partner, I assume, how that affected your dad, which is catastrophically, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what does it mean? To love, how do we get and keep a lifelong love or a love that grows over time? So it can't be youth, can't be beauty, can't be money, can't be charm, can't be charisma. 
It can't be sex. Because sexuality that is used in an attempt to gain love destroys love. Mm-hmm. Because you're saying, well, he's not going to love me for me, but maybe he'll love me for me plus whole, or me plus penis, or me plus orgasm. Mm. But that's saying you can't be loved because you have to bring one of the ultimate acts of human pleasure to the table. Mm-hmm. So if we eliminate these from the equation, how do you get and keep a lifelong love? Youth will fade. Money is unstable. <laughs> looks fade. Charm wears out. Sexuality can't sustain itself if that's the reason you're there. Mm-hmm. So how do you do it? Because that's how the you question do? you're facing, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess what you're, you're, you're getting to, Stefan, is maybe having a family with kids. Is that where you're... <laughs> No, absolutely not. No. Okay. No. Hey, come on, man. You got to work harder than that. You both just told me that you your families had families and kids. Come on. No. Okay, no, 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 no. Are you getting to like Maddie, trust? I completely sympathize with you. He is enormously difficult. Completely, yeah. I'm on your side. I've completely yeah. abandoned my... No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Said it was a seven, so there we go. Um, I mean, Wait, Steph, I'm, I... just, I'm just cooling off some tea here. Um, so <laughs> yeah. anyway, go on. Do you mean uh, like trust and caring or? Being good, probably. Being, being good. Being, being honest. Being, being a... Well, you know, honest. Yeah. I mean, if you're confessing to a crime, you're being honest. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be loved, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's good moral. that you don't know. Because, you know, yeah, you've got to be a moral person. Good acts, good deeds, fighting the good fight, standing up to evil. Pursuing virtue. And, Mm. Maddie, you know this deep down, I think, because one of the first complaints that you had of the more than one, I believe, about Marco was that he did not stand up to his family. Yeah. Right? So you would like him to have some moral courage, more moral courage, Mm -hmm. and stand up to his family, right? Because you, if you're thinking about babies, you're in nest cleaning mode, right? Yes. Nest cleaning mode is... I'm like, I'm oh. in, uh, Wait, what? I've told him, like, you have to clean up your life. I don't even, uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I Listen, when a friend, of mine, when a friend of mine was having a, a baby years ago, uh, we, spent the, uh, we spent three days at his place cleaning it from top to bottom. Yeah. Like, oh, literally, like pulling the fridge good. out, like, pulling the stove out, like all the stuff you normally don't do till you move. Like, we, yeah. just, we just cleaned that place top to bottom, and that's the nesting instinct. Baby's coming home, things got to be clean. And yeah. it's the same thing with relationships as it is with germs, right? Because relationships can be far more dangerous than germs. There's medicine for germs. There's not medicines for um, relational dysfunctions necessarily, right? So, mm-hmm. so you would like him to be more uh, brave is the way you see it. Now, I think that he is brave. He's having this conversation. He's I talking about so this too. stuff. It's difficult. He's, you know, I mean, so I think that he is brave. I think so too. But... I don't think that you're giving him quite enough motive to be brave. Because if you want him to stand up to his family, like if I tell you, like let's say you, you're in the ocean, right? And there's been a shipwreck and you're clinging to some piece of wood and it's kind of keeping you afloat and so on and it keeps you protected from the sharks and all that. And then I say, hey man, just jump into my boat here. But the boat is riding low in the water. It's got giant holes in it, right? And you're like, hmm, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's a better place than this. Mm. Right. So if if you want him to 
be brave for you, then you have to be worth that bravery. Mm. And if you are putting him down or you do feel that he's not standing up or he's, you know, whatever, right? And look, there's stuff to criticize. I get all of that. I get all of that. And, and we'll talk about that sort of role of criticism stuff, but you also have to give him something worth fighting for. <laughs> oh, we're getting a little laugh out of Marco there. What, what was no, that? No, what was that? Right after I told him I was going to betray him, I take his side. Hey, that's just how I play, man. That's how I play. I agree. And he, he like, but he, 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 um, to be honest, he has, he has been standing up like he had, like, especially as, I mean, after this at least, but yeah, I mean, well, yeah. because you have, right. I mean, you have, uh, disassociated yourself from this no, incredibly destructive family of origin, right? Yeah. And before, before, like, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see this ha- coming before, um, before it happened, he was already making, he was kind of he was kind of doing the work if, if, if that makes right. sense yeah and um yeah and yeah okay so that, that's coming along all right and, yeah. and there's one other question i need to ask and i'm sorry to have to ask it you can of course tell me you don't want to answer it and uh, you don't have to answer in any detail but sure. given what happened with marco's father and mother like this coldness this lack of sexuality um uh, how how was the sex? I mean, I know it's eleven months, so you're probably pretty uh, rabbity and all that. But the sex life prior to um, the vacation. I'm happy, I'm happy to say. Are you happy for me? Yeah, go, go for it. Okay. I I know the answer. So. Awesome. <laughs> um. Well, it hasn't been cold from my end. Is um. For for a while before is like. Uh, Marco made me up to be something I wasn't like. It, it was very cold for Marco. Said I don't think he's used to um, real intimacy, and I kind of always wanted much more depth. And I think almost Marco's made sex like a, a masturbatory act, if, if, if that if that makes sense. Um, Not hugely, um, but but, but I, I do appreciate the implicit criticism of Marco when we're talking about your sex life, because that way he's just not used to real intimacy, like I am. You see. No, I'm not either. No, like, no, like, it's just, I mean, for a while, Marco withdrew for, um, for a while. That's what I'm getting at. Um, from okay, a while. and so let's hear from Marco since it was his situation. Mm-hmm. So, Marco, uh, first of all, do you agree? And secondly, if so, why? Yeah, um, I think I agree. Um, wh- why, why it's not going so well? Is that, is, is that the question? Mm-hmm. Do you think, or? Why, was, Why did well, you withdraw, if, if you agree with Maddie? Yeah, I think, so at the beginning, I think the sex was good. Then we moved in together. I think I started withdrawing when Maddie, I know this might sound weird, but when she kind of became aggressive on the family and kids, she, when, when she started saying that she wanted that very soon. Um, well, shit, and, you know why, right? No, 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 I know why, and I'm not criticizing her. No, but no, no, I... but you know why you didn't want to have sex with a woman who says she wants babies now. Because um, it wasn't right. I mean, no. yeah, it's like a, it's like, what, yeah, cognitive dissonance is like, nope. yeah. No, no, you guys are overthinking that, which, you know, I appreciate. I'm a big one for overthinking, uh, but uh, no, <laughs> sure. you, were, you were afraid that she was going to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, I mean, is, is it is it more simple than you know all, all this other stuff? No, it's probably yeah. It. I mean, oh yeah. my gosh, Marco, I can't believe it. 
I mean, I was taking the pill and everything. We we, we but I I'm pregnant. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't think. I I'm, mean, I'm that's... not taking the pill. I'm talking. <laughs> I mean, like in. I mean, yeah, no. No, no. Really. I'm just saying that deep okay. down, if if you well, listen. I believe that there's probably about half the human population is not necessarily because both parties agreed to have kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that actually happened to my father as well. Um, he got the second marriage. He got trapped. Um, he got tra- trapped. And, and we don't know. Ex- I mean, this this literally could be. I mean, it, it's called sperm jacking, and again, we don't know how far this would have gone, but. It can be, hey, that oral sex was great. Let me spit, in, st- spit into my hand and put it in my hand, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So this can be any number of things, right? It could be, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, if, if the woman's baby hungry and the man is ambivalent, then sex becomes... Uh, and it's not, it's not... To me, it's not like a, a conscious assessment of... No. Know, Maddie's, Maddie's personality and her capacity for subterfuge or anything like that. I'm just saying that there's kind of an instinctual thing that if the woman's baby hungry and the man is ambivalent, uh, he's, you know, he's got a, um, an unconscious motivation to avoid, yeah. to avoid sex. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That, and that again, it's not supposed to be some objective judgment. Oh, she's going to get pregnant on purpose. Oops. Right. I mean, it's just, it's a risk, right? Yep. No, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, good. So again, sense. again, there's there's times to quote overthink things, and then there's times not, and I think that would be, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plus, because you know, the man wants to be wanted for himself, and not just as the mechanism for baby making, right? Because that's, yes. uh, you know, then you become eminently dispensable, at least psychologically. So. Yes. All right. All right. Okay. So does that sort of help with regards to to that? Because it wasn't like you didn't want sex, right? Because when you were on your trip, right? You you wanted sex. You had sex, yeah. And uh, so that's not the situation. But you you had this connection, like suddenly being made between sexuality and children, right? Now that's you know for like the the loosey goosey porn generation, that's kind of like a shock, right? As I've said in the show before, you know, sex is is a is a big person's game that makes real people. Yep, but it's a big so, responsibility. Yeah, yeah. It's, some yeah. some like having that. Having that suddenly rise in in your brain, it's um, it's kind of a, an anti aphrodisiac, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my love. Yeah. And yeah. so, 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 Maddie, when you sit there and say, "Oh, he's just not that much into real intimacy," well, like me, and he's using sexuality as a masturbatory device, I'm, like that's dripping with contempt and hostility. Mm. And I don't think it's accurate. I think that you're kind of missing the point, right? So that should Probably. be a moment of, of humbleness where you can say, and, you know, not with self-blame or anything. It's just a fact. Like, I was being extremely caustic. I was insulting him to the core. And it turns out mm-hmm. I was not correct. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Boy, she doesn't like that, does, does she? <laughs> not not a big fan of the oops, right? Yeah, fine. Like okay, it. fine. I will say okay, but that's it. That's all you're getting out of me is a okay. Good. Good. No, and and but but that's important. And the reason I'm saying that is if you guys are going to be together, you have to find a way to appreciate and and like each other's company. Mm-hmm. And if you say to a man, you're incapable of real intimacy and you're using my body as a masturbatory device, well, I can't imagine why he doesn't want to have sex with me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. 
I mean, that yeah, is true, yeah. unfortunately, of the horrible predatory teenage boy who molested you when you were a child. Mm. But to to put that on, and, and like he understands that, right, deep down, that you are putting him in that category of the, the teenage boy, right? Mm. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, <laughs> that can't possibly work. No. Mm. Because everything you just said about his sexuality would have applied even more so to the teenage boy than, than to him, right? Yeah. And while my, uh, you know, my, my, um, my horror and, and rage at the teenage boy who molested you knows no bounds, if you think he's close to that category, lack of intimacy, using somebody else as a masturbation device or whatever, um, I, I don't see how the relationship can work. Mm -hmm. If that association is anywhere in the vicinity, right? Yeah. Hmm. I agree. Please don't be like my molester is not any kind of mating cry, right? No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's no, not. and when it, I know, I know it's a ridiculous subject to sort of laugh about, but when it's put that bluntly, you yeah, get so how, yeah. how kind of crazy it is, right? Yeah. Okay, so. What other things that you could do? Now, if you guys aim at just fixing the relationship, you're going to just end up being manipulative. You know, it's like those annoying people when you're in a conflict with them and they say, well, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Mm. Yep, 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 yep. So if you guys are just changing your behavior to fix the relationship, it's going to be innately mani manipulative. But if you have actions that you would like to pursue that are in the realm of sort of, you know, virtue and moral courage and all that kind of stuff, then I think that your relationship can be healed or repaired, and you can look at this as one of those near accidents that really compels you to drive better, so to speak, mm -hmm. or maybe even a real accident that compels you to drive better. So mm -hmm. if you could sort of just give me like the top sort of three for both of you, uh, fantasy, honorable behaviors, like old school Shogun stuff, whatever you want to associate with that, old school stuff, honorable behaviors that you could enact that you think would give you the sort of maximum pride and respect for yourself for ourselves or for each other no like, god you... no not for each other oh god okay, no. no 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 <laughs> no no please stop lecturing each other because you're getting it wrong yeah yeah <laughs> right you're no. getting it wrong so no for, for yourselves independent of the relationship like you say okay well if the relationship works or the relationship doesn't work you know what could i do to Act in a more noble way. Hmm. I mean, I'm not sure this answers the question, but I think something I've been thinking of, you know, trying to improve is trying to be the same person I am, like, trying to be myself with everyone I, I'm around. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, me being the same person when I'm with Maddie and the same person when I'm at work, the same person with my father and trying to, yeah, just trying to be the same honest person with everyone and not always, you Wait, know. You cannot, you cannot use people at work as masturbatory devices. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Okay. So <laughs> you're talking about like a kind of integrity and authenticity yeah. and a refusal to manipulate because every time we falsify our existence, it's either out of fear or out of a desire to manipulate, right? Yeah. 
exactly yeah trying to not not trying to fit into all these different worlds because they're all yeah they're all very very different just trying to you know be my own person even when i know that i'm in surrounded by people who you know who are who are very different to 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 my view and i guess what i've been doing is i've kind of been a bit of a coward i've just been kind of fitting in because you know i got quite good social kind of i I can perceive things quite well so i i tend to you know just fit in with who i am to make that you know relationship work um but listen i i think what you're saying is wonderful i just wanted to put back the caveat please don't call yourself a coward Yeah, no, no. These I, are these are survival strategies I, that you adopted as a child that help you not die or be abandoned or starve or, you know, whatever, yeah. right? So, you know, you, these, these adaptive strategies are not serving your adult life. It's time to let them go. But if you call yeah. yourself a coward, then you're saying you made irrational decisions to conform to crazy people for no reason whatsoever, which is not true. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is what you're saying is just I, I want to kind of leave that behind leave those habits behind and try and become, you know, my own person. Um, yeah, it's like that annoying song from uh, Englishman in New York, be yourself no matter what they say, when, of course, Sting <laughs> himself is the most ridiculous cliche of leftist claptrap that I've ever heard. But anyway, okay, so more authenticity and more security in yourself and saying, you know, here, here I am, world, like, love me or hate me, this is what you get. Exactly, and I think that will also help me because it will attract people who fit into that, life view and it will push people that don't fit that view away i think um well of course you're calling me and that's one of the things that i do is you know here i am this is the truth that i'm making a case for you know love me or hate me this is the way it is right and exactly got it now and and you know there will be times where you'd be like oh shit did i really do that that was a bad right i mean there'll be times when you don't like it which is why people don't do it but for the most part it's 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 bloody well worth it all right okay so um maddie um, I think I can think of two things for me. One of them is actually kind of similar to Mark in a sense is integrity. Um, well, partly like obviously I overlooked key things with Marco, but in a different sense, um, like I hide in a way. Like even even the fact that I probably made myself less attractive than I am, even you know, with Mark, like I I hide a great deal because my mum was even. A, uh, jealous of my like good looks or all this kind of stuff. So I hide. Um, and are great... you aware of why you made yourself less attractive? I think part of it was, um, say, even Marco was going through. My... I, I put other people first too much. Nope. Like, to... No, it was not. It's not me. Like act like a victim. No. Nope. Like I. <laughs> this is the overthinking stuff. <laughs> sorry ah, okay. to be annoying. I'm so sorry. That's so rude. I do apologize. <laughs> no, it's because you want babies. And you're going to be unattractive after you have babies for a while. Okay. So right? So you want to test if he likes you for your looks. Because if he likes you for your looks and you have a baby with him, then when you're unattractive, he's going to stray. Right? So you make yourself unattractive to find if he's still committed to you so that when you have the baby, you know how he's going to behave. There you go. Wow. Smart, good, smart, good analysis. Yeah, yeah like I, I, you know, I, I appreciate the, the big analysis stuff and all of that. And I really do. I mean, good Lord, right? But... But, you know, at the same time, we're, we're mammals, you know, yeah. <laughs> and we have basic things that happen with, with us, right? So anyway, go on. Yeah. Well, like, that's a big reason why I like Marco as well in the beginning, because he, 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 well, he didn't even, he liked me for other things than my looks. Mm. Um, and he always said that, I, I, I always liked that when other people have always kind of liked me for my looks. But yeah, I, like, in a big way, I've, I've 
I diminish like, but even beyond just looks, but I have definitely almost deliberately uh, made myself look worse than I um, at all need to. And, but also even say with certain like talents of mine or something, I, I hide, I hide a lot. I hide, I hide a lot in these, this kind of way. Um, and then also, also, I guess, anxiety level like I think I, I act with too much of a sense, sense of urgency and that kind of makes me angry and um yeah and obviously act like the way I have been on this call even right yeah okay yeah that's good is there anything you can do about this son of a bitch predator who might still be out there maybe 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 the, yeah there could maybe I don't I don't know I'll have to look I, I think well obviously I know who he is um, uh, maybe he's already yeah. in jail. Maybe maybe somebody turned him in. Maybe right because that's that's got to be yeah. sitting in your brain somewhere that he's still around kids. Probably right. If he's out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it might be. It could be even levels of shame to do with all that kind of stuff. Obviously, um, that I mean that could even be why I might I kind of. Oh, you mean like that 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 you feel ashamed for sh- having? I, I know I've had I've like I've kind of. That was, I've, I, I have before have had a lot of like sexual shame. Um, I don't know what or, that means. Or like kind of, I felt very ashamed of, I've um, like evenly, even even when I was a teenager, I couldn't openly like boys and all this kind of stuff. I had a very like overbearing mother and I felt very dirty. I felt very dirty um, in, a, in, in a weird way. Um, but yeah, I think that's also might be a reason why. And do you, do you know why that happened? Why I felt ashamed, or yes. Um, well, at the time, it almost felt like too much pressure. I felt like it was all just like the only reason someone would want that, like, especially a. No. Nope. Uh, Oh, tell me. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I really am, but you got to be got to be frank with this because we you know we kind of and listen i've done this too and it's no disrespect for you at all right but it's it's much more simple than that yeah which sure. is you don't want to die as a child no yeah so i, I okay yeah. so so it's not about uh, internalization of it. okay it's about internalization but look if you have a sexual predator around you gotta make yourself look worse they don't want you or no, something. no 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 <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no no, I, I mean, I get that's true, absolutely for sure. But the question is, if a if a sexual predator is facing almost certain death in jail if he goes to jail for pedophilia, right? Because pedophiles, given how many people in jail are there, partly because they were preyed upon sexually as children, pedophiles, as you know, don't do well in prison at all, right? No. So if there's a pedophile around and he gets wind that someone is going to out him to the police, some child. What's he going to do? He's going to get that child. I don't know. I'm sorry, he's going to what? Get that child. He's going to stop that. I don't know. I don't know. Stop that child. He's going to kill that child. He certainly is. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's as risky as testifying against... um, Oh, gosh. Kevin, (laughs) the guy from um, The Usual Suspects. Kevin Spacey. I'm not going to say it's as risky as testifying against Kevin Spacey. That's just a joke, or is it? But... Um, that as a child, if you're facing a sexual predator, 
if yeah. you yes. say, uh, I'm going to go to the teacher, I'm going to go to the police, my family can't help me, I'm going to tell the teacher, right? Mm. Well, as a child, you have an instinctual sense of the danger that you're in if you try and cross a sexual predator, right? Yeah. Because, you know, the machinery of justice is slow, the guy's going to get out, uh, he's going to get a tip-off, he's going to get warned, he's going to get a sense, his spider sense is going to start tingling, he might get out on bail. There's endless opportunities for him to do you significant harm, right? Mm-hmm. Now, maybe what he'll do is he'll just kill you. And again, I'm not saying this is objectively true in all situations, but this is the odds that we play as children. And we know that children as young as 16 months can do mathematical calculations, odds calculations, right? Or mm -hmm. maybe he'll sit you down and he say, if you say anything, I'm going to set fire to your house. I'm going to kill your family. I'm going to kill your pet. I'm going to, like, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because this guy is facing kind of a death sentence in prison, right? Mm -hmm. And we already know he's a son of a bitch because he's molesting a kid, right? Mm -hmm. So as a child, you have to perform this calculation, which is... Am I going to be saved from this person or am I going to be put in more risk and more danger? Plus, of course, if your family gets angry at you for talking about this, then they have betrayed you in the worst possible way. And again, as a child, as an infant or as a toddler, parental rejection is a death sentence to us, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So now your family would probably not have dealt with this well at all. And the legal system, for a variety of reasons, doesn't exactly protect kids in this situation. So if you put the blame where the blame belongs, and kids are perfectly capable of doing that. I mean, you go snatch, you know, they say as easy as taking candy from a baby. You try that sometime, right? You know, if, if you go and take some kids Halloween candy, they're going to jump up and down. They're going to scream blue murder, and they're going to say, that guy took my Halloween candy. They have no problem assigning moral blame where moral blame is, right? Mm -hmm. But there's this mysterious short circuit when it comes to this kind of predation or I guess other kinds of abuse and so on. And the reason it happens is that if you internalize it and say, well, I am the one who's responsible. I am the one who was dirty. I did something. I must have, right? I must have mm. done something, right? It's then that fault. short circuits you outing the predator and thus ensures <laughs> the greatest chance you have of survival. Mm -hmm. So that internalization is... Like where you say, I'm somehow to blame, I'm somehow responsible. It's, it's a fight-or-flight mechanism designed to keep you alive. Yeah. It's not a big psychological blah, 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 right? I mean, it has effects that are deep and powerful and all that, but don't blame yourself for that. That's, that's mm -hmm. as much as running from a tiger. Mm -hmm. I'm such a coward. I ran from a tiger. It's like, well, of course you yeah. ran from a tiger. <laughs> of course you ran from the damn tiger. Because, <laughs> you know, especially when you're four, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, and the reason, so, because we, we kind of get lost in this analysis stuff, you know, that old ridiculous analysis paralysis, right? There's a little bit of truth in it. But yeah. it's just it's just straight up survival mechanism. That makes sense, yeah. And listen, I say this as a guy who got in, you know, enormous trouble many years ago for standing up for, uh, for children, particularly, you know, adult children of, of child abuse and so on. And, you know, called a cult leader and all that kind of... So society's incredibly hostile to people who stand up for children, and they're incredibly hostile in general towards children who stand up for themselves. And this is more true 20 years ago, even in some ways, than it is now. And so you were 
like you internalize this stuff so that you didn't get maimed, threatened, or killed. Mm. And it's a perfectly sensible survival so strategy. Like, and and, mm. and you, you would have been crazy to do anything else. It was, it was the healthiest thing to do. It was the necessary thing to do. I'm sorry that it was the healthiest thing to do, but I, can, I mean, if I'm wrong, tell me, but I can't see it any other way. No, you're right. And it's hopefully not. that lifts a bit of a burden from you, right? Because if you internalize it, you're like, oh, why would I feel dirty? I was, yeah. I was stained. I was besmirched. I, I, I'm unclean. I'm, I'm damaged. It's like, no. No. It's like that guy who, who got trapped um, in, in some canyon when he was out biking and hiking, and he had to cut his own arm off. It's like, oh, I'm, I guess I'm just a masochist. It's like, no, you, you had to survive, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't I mean don't internalize it now what you had to do in order to survive. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that annoying interruption, but uh, oh, it was I, good. I think it's important. You know, just take that burden off yourself. Take that burden yeah. off yourself. In the same way that I was saying to Marco, take the label of coward off yourself. Mm. Take the label of dirty off myself. Take the yeah. oh my god, no. Don't don't look I mean that's you had to internalize that stuff in order to survive. Mm. Because resistance, um, you remember, when these instincts evolved, society was much more chaotic and dangerous than it is now. Yeah. Right? But our instincts don't know that 10,000 years have passed. Of course not, right? Mm-hmm. This is why people like first-person shooters, right? Or why people play Dragon Veil, which is basically just icon management for no purpose, right? Because we don't know. We think we're farming. We think we're shooting. We think we're fighting. Mm. So we think that we're still in a situation where a kid can be rubbed out with virtually no consequences. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So good. Good. Let's uh, let's make sure that's the case, right? Don't 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 blame yourself for what you did to survive, but honor that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, is there anything else that pops into mind about what could be done? And I'm not like looking for something. I'm just I'm genuinely curious. Um. Mm. It probably is. I can't think. I've gone blank now. Just thinking about um. <laughs> Mm. Do you see anything in there like okay. Look, that's, no, that's, that could be an open-ended conversation for down the road. Now, okay. the last thing. In this, in yeah. This. Now, the last thing that I wanted to, to mention is this, right? Mm-hmm. Look, <clears throat> bad, bad things have happened, no doubt, right? Now, the most obvious bad thing that has happened is, is this uh, infidelity, right? Yeah. And that's a big issue, and I'm not going to downplay it in any way, shape, or form. But it comes out of a complex set of decisions that need to be understood, right? Mm-hmm. So, so blame, look, you have every right to be angry, Maddie, uh, every right to be angry, and, and you shouldn't pretend that you don't, and you shouldn't try and swallow it, you're going to be authentic about that. And yes, absolutely, Marco, you have reasons to feel guilty and ashamed and all of that, and, and there's nothing wrong with those feelings at all, but if you want to stay in the relationship, you have to find some way to turn those to good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. we've actually been surprisingly like we have actually been surprisingly amicable about mm-hmm. it. Like I thought it might be an issue because I was like thinking maybe I don't have enough boundaries about this or or what. But yeah, no, you guys have come to the cliff edge of habit, right? You've come <laughs> to the cliff edge now. You haven't gone over the cliff edge like your parents did, so good for you. But now you need to turn and run like hell in the opposite direction, right? So let yeah. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. 
looking at each other. I mean, I can't see you guys, so but just looking at each other. <laughs> yeah. If you were to pick the top thing to apologize for, an apology doesn't mean that you're a bad person. An apology, you know, a lot of times if we apologize to our partner, sometimes we feel like we're giving them a weapon to use against us in the future. We're giving them power over us. We're giving them whatever control or whatever, right? But that's not the case, right? You can apologize for doing something wrong and not feel like you're a bad person. Like fundamentally evil or something like that. If you were, you wouldn't be calling, right? So if you were to look at each other, and I don't care who goes first, but I think it's an important thing. Just pick something to apologize for and apologize as honestly as you can. And that usually does a lot to thaw distance and defenses. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I'd like to apologize for the cheating. Obviously, that was that was terrible. Yeah, no, you're too glib, man. You're too glib. <laughs> not gonna, no, Maddie, am I right? That was terrible. Yeah, okay, yeah don't, don't, don't do that. Like, don't, don't be like, hey, man, I have my pocket lawyer who's going to read my apology for me, right? Come on, you broke um, her heart, man. And you betrayed a woman who's had more than her fill of betrayal. I mean, you, you got to connect to it a little bit more than obviously, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I feel really bad about it. I feel bad because I see, I see what I could lose with what I could lose with it. I see all the bad feelings that come, come from it, both, you know, seeing all the bad stuff that it did to you, to, to me and to us. Um, and I guess I, I just, don't want to do that. You, have, ever you have a tough time being vulnerable in this, right? Mm, what do you think yeah. she's going to do if you're like heartfelt and apologetic? Mm, maybe be more um, uh, understanding, I guess. Yeah, but you have a fear that if you're really vulnerable and heartfelt about your apology, I think you fear that she's going to hurt you. You probably do. Mm, maybe, yeah. Does the apology touch you at all emotionally, Madison? No. No. So that's that's a challenge, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you show him how it's done? What would um, you like to apologize to him for? I'm 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 really sorry for maybe having um, for having made you into something you're not. I'm sorry if. I've made you think you're a coward and you're not because you're here on this call. You've you've faced up greatly. You've done a lot more than your father or your grandfather would have done. You're you're here. It's, it's, that's a big deal. Um, I'm sorry. No, nope. for me. No, no, you're still not showing him how it's done. And listen, you don't have to do this in this call, but I think that's important because mm -hmm. if you really want to heal this kind of stuff, like. Really heartfelt connecting apologies is, is the way to go. And listen, whether or not your relationship succeeds, the apologies are essential. Mm -hmm. Right? So you may apologize and realize, you know what, this is like we've made, we don't have enough to, to keep us together, too much damage has been done. The apologies are essential mm -hmm. regardless of what happens. And if they're mechanical, I mean, you'll know the difference. Like a real apology is like you're, you're heartfelt, you're your your voice thickens up, you you know, whatever, right? I mean it's it's really you really connect. Because to trust each other, you need to know that you you get how much you've hurt each other, mm -hmm. that you've really connected, that 
that the, the trust comes from the authenticity. Hmm. And if there's a mechanical reading a script aspect to the apologies, that won't be enough to build the trust, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. So, again, we don't have to do it in this call, but I think that's important. Listen, everyone has something to apologize for. Everyone. Because, you know, we all run around doing things in life and bump into each other and, and, and bruise each other from time to time. So we all have things that we apologize for. Hmm. And, I mean, I'm a, a good husband and dad, but I still will apologize uh, from time to time about things, and, and that's uh, perfectly natural and, and, and healthy. But I think the apology, it's funny, you know, w with apology for wronging someone, we also connect with the anger at people who programmed us so badly that we ended up doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the major stuff I wanted to go over. Was there anything else you guys wanted to mention? Mm, no, I mean, I, I think it was extremely useful call, Stefan. I'm, I mean, I'm really impressed with like, all the, what we've covered, and uh, there's a lot of good stuff here that I think I just we need we both need to process. It's kind of like a weird speaking in tongues talent, isn't it? Like, I mean, <laughs> it's just kind of wild how these conversations go. And kudos to you guys for doing a fantastic job with some very difficult material. Yeah, but um, no, it, it's been really good. Um, I think we've got a lot of yeah, a lot of things to look look into now, mm. uh, and I definitely understand even just like family and and, and that it all makes a lot of sense. Um, so no, I, I, thank you very much, Stefan. <laughs> I, I really mean yeah, thank you. You're very, much. very welcome. Listen, I absolutely wish the best for you guys. I really, really do. Uh, you are two great people. You are two great, yeah. great people, and you should. I hope that you can find a way to appreciate that. In each other and I'm so sorry about everything that happened to you guys as children it, it's given you a burden and it's made you stronger and mm -hmm. if you can shrug off the burden you'd be amazed you know like if you carried an 80 pound backpack on a hike for like a day and then you I can fly <laughs> giant steps on yeah. some like sting song references and all that but you guys can do amazing stuff with your life I hope you can do it with each other I hope mm -hmm. you can and I also hope that you will keep me posted about about how it's going with you guys yeah no definitely this this call is is definitely going to help us hopefully together as you say but um no super super helpful and uh, yeah we'll tell you how it goes hopefully, all right hopefully oh, it'll be good. all the best guys I, I hope you have a, a wonderful time i look forward to hearing from you and, and thanks again for your time today thanks a lot thanks. stefan thanks Take care. Bye. have a good weekend bye, -bye.